August 9th, 2017. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Pedro show in Pedro, but now with Brother Matt still indisposed, but also not man alone because through the magic of those 
Righteous Engineers in Estonia via Skype. We got Kim Rancourt here. Welcome aboard, Kim. Hey, Brother Mike. How you doing? I'm very happy to be able to talk with you about and your, new, so am I. your new Plum Plum Proj. Uh, we started off the show with John Coltrane doing Little Old Lady, and then Plum Plum with Walking the Trash Line. Kim, what is your earliest musical memory? My musical first memory would probably be listening to the radio with my mother in the kitchen. What time? That, that would be in Detroit. Okay. And so, uh, was she? Did anybody make music in the house? Nobody made music in the house, so Mike. She, uh, she's a listener. She loved the radio. Yeah. She would even listen to, uh, to the baseball games on the radio instead of TV. Okay, <clears throat> great. Uh, what, 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 was some, uh, what was like her, uh, did she listen to all kinds of music or certain styles? She's easy listening, I have to say. Perry Como, uh, Harry Belafonte. Uh, well, Della Reese and uh, maybe uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, great, great. So that's what you're hearing as and now. We're, you're, we're talking. You're a little boy at this time, right? That's correct. Okay, this would be, this would be Mike in the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the first record you got? I certainly do. That would be. Let me see here. Um, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, Sing Along with Mitch, that album. Uh, Mitch Miller. And, and the Chipmunks. Okay. You know, I would say those two. And those are ones you got yourself. They weren't given to you. Uh, the one I bought myself is The Lion Sleeps Tonight. That would be my first one I purchased. Oh, okay. 45? 45. Yeah. And tell people because... Me and you, you know, were from a, a little before. Where'd you get it? There weren't really record stores, right? No, no. I bought it at the drugstore. Same with me. My first records. I really? Yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah. and I continued, Mike, to buy Beatles, Rolling Stones records at Claremont Drugs in Royal Oak, Michigan. And you know, Tower Records started in a drugstore. Did they really? Yeah, in Sacktown. No idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... Nobody's really playing music in the house. Uh, what about at school? I attempted to play the clarinet, actually, in the third grade, and I got to tell you, I failed miserably. Same with me, but it was seventh grade, and it was really? clarinet. Yeah, it was the licorice stick. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was the worst. <laughs> yeah, I had 10 weeks, and the, the music teacher, Mr. Lewis, said, Mr. Watt, you try hard, but... That's Why don't right. you do you, uh, yourself a favor, uh, me a favor, us all a favor, and just move on and to I think something they, else. They, they, I, I think the exact thing happened to me, and my father was so happy. Okay. What about gigs? My, the first gig I ever played? No, went to. Oh, went to. Uh, that would probably be B Bob Seeger at the hideout. Okay. How old were you? Uh, so I was 15. 15, so junior high. Yes. Yeah, okay. So um, music, after school, with friends, right? All the time. Okay. How, who was the first cat who turned you on to playing? Turned me on to playing 
Mike? Yeah. Turn me on to playing music? Yeah. Not just listening, <clears throat> but playing. But actually playing, I would have to say it was uh, a gentleman by the name of Mitch Strasberg, who was the original bass player for When People Were Shorter and Lived Near the Water. Yeah, great band. I remember those records. Okay. Thank you very much. So he got you, he got you involved. Okay. And how, how'd that happen? Uh, we were camping in Jamaica at a, at a campground called Strawberry Fields. He was over in the next tent. And when we got back to New York City, when we became pretty good friends down there in Jamaica, uh, that's when we decided to form a band. And you never played anything before? I, never, I didn't go into rock and roll until I was 29 years old, Mike. That's okay. No wine before... <laughs> Kim, no wine before it's time. The great band, exactly, say. and it was pre- it was pretty cool because actually Alan Vega lived uh, in their home for five years. He didn't have a place to live, so Mitch got a lot of the influences of the music they were going to play from Alan because his parents put him up there for five years. And good people, Alan was uh, part of Suicide. Yes, and uh, and the, in fact, he told me because they opened up for the Stooges when we uh, redid the Raw Power thing. Yeah, yeah. And he told me he wanted to be a singer. after He was an artist man, but wanted to be a singer after seeing Egg play. Maximus. Really? Yeah. You know, I could kick myself, Mike, because when Mitch's mother moved, she invited me over to the house and she says, there's a whole bunch of Alan's wonderful light sculptures upstairs. Why don't you take one? Or why don't you take them all? And I was living in a very little apartment at the time, and I said, you know, I just can't do it, and I can kick myself now for not doing that. Damn. So uh, damn. <laughs> that's, a, that's a trip. Look, look, we're going to play a, a song here called Hail. What can you tell us about that? Uh, that was more of one of the poetry-orientated songs that I didn't think producer Don Flummy would pick in a million years. I went over to the studio with him, and he says, no, man, we're doing this one. We're doing this one. And I did, this atmospheric quality that came out with it uh, was beautiful that Don put together basically from a whole bunch of tracks. Okay, let's listen.
Hail to the silence.
big river, running out of the future. And if you're left with no future, you'll find nothing but your past. Which is all you can do. So please, so please. I look real pretty in your textbook photos, please. So please. I want to be underneath your toenails right from when you left and walked around.
This is called work. But this is just making someone else money. Punch in, punch out, strip lights, no brakes. The boss on your shoulder. This doesn't work. People aren't happy or content or fulfilled or whichever. Definition feels appropriate. Watt for Pedro Show. Started that chunk off with Hail from the new Plum Plum album. Kim Matcourt. Then we got Do a Decibel System. Brand new. Uh, Radio Tell Me Why. Uh, then The Breakfast Cowboy with Let Me Be Your History. That's an alter ego of our guest last week. Brock Ginther. Uh, brand new from Boris. Biotope. Disorder with Shutdown. 
You Ain't Going Nowhere from Here Lies Man, Spirit Valley with Too Hot for Heaven, Howie Reeve, Mazapan, and finally his buddies, Sun Shapes, with Bruce Lee's Buffet, or like they say in England, Buffett. Uh, back to your musical journey, Kim. Okay, I want to tell you, Joe Biza started playing electric guitar 27 years old. You know, uh, Is that right? Wow. And then he ended up in a few years transcribing uh, Charlie Parker's solos. You oh, know? man. That's amazing. So, okay. so, so I want to hear about you being 29 years old, and uh, we're going to make a band with your buddy. Well, I took a bunch of people who hadn't really played some, well, uh, our drummer hadn't played since he was in high school. Our guitarist, Bob Meetsma, had, this is in when people were shorter and living under the water, uh, hadn't really ever played the guitar before. Uh, Mitch Strasberg, the bass player, right. hadn't played for years and years. And uh, Joe DePhillips, the other singer, and myself had never fronted or sang a band, you know, with a band before. Yeah. But I knew, they were, they, I knew, Mike, they were also talented, and all they needed was a push. Sure. A little, a little push, and after about the third rehearsal, everybody looked at each other and said, "You know what? This is going to work. You know, this is going to be okay." We're how'd you come it. up? How'd you come up with that band name? I'm asked that a lot, and I'll give you the real reason because I usually give a different one every time. Um, I, I, Mitch and I had a paint company, and we were in Brooklyn Heights. I know you've been in Brooklyn Heights, and there's some very old brownstones there. Oh yeah. And we were cruising by in the Volkswagen van that he had. And there was a tiny little doorway that was probably used for perhaps um, uh, maybe the servants' entrance, something like that. And if you know Brooklyn Heights, it's right on the East River right there. And he looked at me, he says, oh, look at that doorway. I guess that's when people were shorter. And I looked at the river and I said, yeah, and live near the water. Oh, and yeah. Definitely not yeah. standard. When you see these old buildings, yeah, the doorways, they're, they're whatever they made them to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And okay. that's a true story. That's great. Do you remember the first gig there, Kim? Uh, yes. It was in my beloved Coney Island at a place called Sideshows by the Seashore, which I'm still affiliated with, which I would love to get you out there sometime to come out to the freak show. Now, have you ever heard of it before? No. Uh, yeah, it was a wonderful theater in Coney Island, right down from Nathan's Hot Dogs. So we have uh, music and art, and you can go to Sideshow School, and you can learn how to walk you know, on the lay on a, a bed of nails, learn how to sword swallow. But I was cruising down the boardwalk with my wife and, uh, and my my guitarist, Bob Meatsville, and there was an old pinball arcade. And uh, it, looked, it was cleared out, and it looked like somebody had built a stage on it. And I was smoking at the time, so on a pack of Marlboros, I wrote, whoever owns this place, give me a call. Because I looked at my wife and I said, you know what? We had no plans of playing live ever, but I said, you know what? If we're playing anywhere, we're going to play here first. And sure enough, uh, uh, he called me back, and that is Dick Ziggin, who is still the unofficial mayor of Coney Island. And um, he said, we're just opening this theater. Uh, perhaps you could raise us some dough. Uh, so we had Mermaid, where we actually played with a group called Half a Chicken, and Band of Susans, who you probably have oh, heard sure, of. Oh, sure, sure. And, that was, and that, was our, that was our first gig what out was, there. What was and, the, Kim, what was the date? Oh, so that would be 1985. Okay, last year of the Minutemen. That's right. Well, I, I had the wonderful opportunity uh, for, to see 
quite a few times because we have a mutual friend by, by the name of Chuck Reese. Oh, yeah. And uh, you actually uh, stayed at his house one well, time. Well, Atlanta. He's uh, like, we hung out actually in Brooklyn. Okay. He, yeah, I, I remember just, he moved north, but I know him from uh, Georgia, you know. From Athens, probably, That's right. right. Not, 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 not Atlanta, Athens. You're, you are correct, sir. Because he was uh, the editor of the Red and the Black. That's right. And also Jim Tremaine. Jim Tremaine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Good good I, cats. Both those cats I love. Excellent I'm sorry cat. to say Atlanta because that's uh, Yellow Jacket, Georgia Tech land, and Athens is them <laughs> dogs. And Chuck, Chuck's down there now. He's got a, a, a blog called The Bitter Southerner. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> I will. I will. I love him, man. He's... he's Always a good time and a fountain of knowledge. And Jim, Absolutely. I got to see a little while ago, not too long ago, and it was great. It had been many years. Wow. So I was bitching. So you guys went on to make records. Well, we no, first, first, yeah, but, but Kim, first I want to hear about that first gig. Was it a pants shitter? Uh, it was it was amazingly wonderful. It was great. Um, uh, we we did all covers, as you know. When people were shorter and living near the water, was a covers band, and uh, uh, we did a record, you know, of. Uh, well, the, you, you, but they weren't exact. It wasn't like top forty. You guys interpreted. We interpreted. We did. We did Bobby Goldsboro. We did. Uh, Porgy and Bess, you might remember. We did yeah. Bill Kennedy Showtime of all the bands that played my high school in Detroit. Yeah. So they were all covers. But the first gig went very, very well. And um, since we were playing on the same bill with uh, Band of Susans, I knew both Susan Stanger and Robert Poss when I was working in the law firm. So he's the one who put out our very first record on Trace Elements Records. And what was that like to... How long were you guys a band when you made that first record? Uh, pretty short, probably three months, wow. I'm guessing, and something like that. That's the first time you're ever in a studio, most probably yeah. people in the band. And I, uh, Yes, and ironically... What was the studio? The studio that we originally recorded in was, was actually um, Noise New York, New York, or, you know, with Kramer. Sure. Uh, we weren't on his label yet. But we recorded in his studio when I used to be over by Penn Station by Madison Square Garden before yeah. I moved downtown. Okay. And how many days you spend on it? Oh, two. Yeah, so real quick then. Okay. Real quick. 45. Did you guys ever tour? Rarely. Okay. And what were they short tours? Short tours, okay. yes. Uh, did you ever have any nightmare gigs? Have any nightmare gigs? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I gotta tell you. You know, like getting hit with used condoms or batteries or sacks of shit or cups of piss, stuff like no, that. So loud and we were such a mess, you know what I mean? That that's what was kind of expected. So uh, whatever went on, not like the replacements kind of thing, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, it was go for it, and we did, and it ended up most of the time being quite fun. And I can't remember really too many gigs that went completely wrong. Okay. And that's funny. When I, it's, when I think back on it, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is very cool because I cannot uh, testify to that. Yeah. Uh, so how many albums did the uh, records did when people were shorter and lived by the river make? 
uh, it was near the water. Near and, the water, I'm uh, sorry. We did, um, let's see, we did 245s. Uh, we did a cassette called Turning Into Pain that we released in Japan. And then with Kramer uh, on Shimmy Disc, we did three albums. Okay. So how many years did the band last? Oh, so the band lasted from about 85 to about 91. So I guess six I guess years. about six years, something like that. And, the, and then what what happened to you in music? Then um, at, during the last couple of albums, we we got brother Dave Rick aboard. Okay. Mitch left the band, and we got Dave Rick playing uh, bass because right. he used to stand you know, like at Maxwell's, right in front of my face, smiling. And we figured that he would be a good replacement, which he indeed was. And um, so. I would say that um, he was instrumental in the last two albums, and we decided that we would go off and form our own band uh, called Shapiro Rama. He was in a band called Wonder Rama, you might remember, and they threw out the lead singer, uh, who I'm still friends with, actually, Mark Altabeth, and we were going to be on Zorn's label. So uh, we decided. John Zorn. So we decided on Avant. So we decided to change the name from uh, Shapiro, uh, to Shapiro Rama from Wonder Rama. Yeah, there used to be a kid show from Virginia called Wonder Rama. That's exactly where they got the name. What from. was his name? Bob Bannister or something? Bob Bannister. That's right. I I didn't actually have that in Michigan. You know, yeah, we had I saw it. They had it in California when it came out here from Virginia. Yeah. We were cool enough in Detroit to have soupy sales, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, Ronnie and Scotty told me about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I remember one time Muhammad Ali was on there, and he was telling all these little kids, I can whoop your daddy's butt. I can whoop your daddy's butt. And, and the looks on these kids' face was like, whoa. And, so and so Shapiro Rama, what what they do? Shapiro Rama, we played uh, with a, a great guitarist by the name of Chuck Marcus and a drummer, Steve DiBenedetto, who's a brilliant artist here in New York and did a gig uh, just a few months ago with Don Fleming and actually a duo. And uh, we released uh, three records, uh, a regular record uh, with the band, and then we collaborated with the great Jad Fair yeah. for two records as well. And did it run its course? Uh, it ran its course, uh, and um, we, we felt it was time. And when was uh, that? Dave Rick was, of course, in King Missile, and they were successful at the time, and they were touring all over the United States. So this is in the early '90s. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, King Missile, of course. Right. Another on the shimmy disc roster. That's was, right. It was great, you know, having everybody playing with one another. It was a very incestuous label, if you know what I mean, because everybody was playing on each other's records, and that was by design by uh, Mr. Kramer, who assembled the bunch of weirdos that we were and are. And what happened with that? With Shimmy Disc? Well, no, with, I think with, that it, with that whole that whole scenario, the whole scene. Yeah, um, I think there was a lot of animosity uh, with Mr. Kramer regarding royalties and that kind of thing, and people were getting a little disgruntled about being on the label. But I, at the time, was very grateful to him 
to be honest with you, that he gave us the opportunity to record great three great solid records. So, I, you know, I'm still friends with him, yet perhaps a lot of people aren't. Okay. And what, what did you do with music after that? After that, I didn't do too much, okay. to, to tell you the truth. And, That's okay. And, yeah. Life comes in cycles. Yeah, Chuck D said something. Cycles, cycles. Life comes in cycles. Old is new. No, I ain't no psycho. <laughs> we come to the yeah. end. You Good know, people. I heard a great quote today from Leonard Bernstein. You like Lenny? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, you know, I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm a tour guide here in New York, and I give the art and architecture tour at Lincoln Center. So I'm very close to Lenny. Besides the fact he's buried right near my house in Greenwood Cemetery, so I go over and visit him all the time. I read a quote today of his, which I think is fantastic, that you can relate to. He said, to achieve great things, two things are needed, a plan and quite, a not, and quite not enough time. That's great. Right? Absolute. It's the August 9th, 2017 edition, first hour, Watt from Pedro Show, special guest, Kim Rancourt. <laughs> Tight for hour two. August 9th, 2017, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
everything that it is, is. You know it somehow.
niño. 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 Botones lácteos de duro caramelo, atalayas carnosas en la luna senderos de costillas blancas de lenguas jubilosas por el suelo de costillas blancas de lenguas jubilosas por el suelo Ya 
en los y cuernos en los senos las nalgas bulbosas sí, las nalgas bulbosas la cintura en el cuello desnuda está la angustia oh, si sirve mejor si soy tu alimento. Yo circo si sabes la palabra de mi patrón, yo no me llena ni con pedazos. 
from Pedro Show started off the second hour with Plum Plum doing The Thing That Is. Then uh, Space Pony, Stray Dog Live, Las Victimas Civiles with Menu, La Nueva Droga Es Cristo from Revoluta Roja, My First Encounter with Cutman from Revolt 1989, and Aaron Lum with Living in a Box. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Kim's got a, another quote, for, a quote from Mr. Bernstein. I did. I found another one here, which I think is pretty cool that you can relate to also, Mike. All right. Music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. That's what you think about that. I think it's fucking sublime. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really... I, if you think about it, there's a lot of truth in that. Thank you, Mr. Communicating Burns. the unknowable. Yeah. I think that's what music is all about, right? Yeah. Well, he's... I think he's getting at the idea that not all everything's communicated through words. 
That is correct. Right. That's, a, that's a great way to put it. Not just necessarily music. Right, right. Because like, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Vega's uh, light sculptures, for example. It's, uh, it's Ra- uh, Raymond, uh, Raymond Pettibone's drawings. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, of uh, which I own this, one. Tell me about this project uh, here, uh, Kim. Uh, plum Plum. Yes. How do we get the name? Just the whole thing. The whole thing. Well, uh, so the record, we started the record about two years ago, three years ago, and I was turning 60, which is a milestone. And my good friend Don Fleming and producer said, you know what, Kim, you should do a solo record. You've never done a solo record, so this is the time to do it since you're 60. So I said, who's going to play on it? And he said, let's figure it out. And he did assemble quite a great group of musicians, friends of yours, of course. And uh, they're all amazing musicians. And he picked the right ones. And a lot of names were kicked around. And I think he picked the best um, that he could have to convey what I had in my beanie and bring it to life. I mean, uh, we went into a studio and I kind of knew what I wanted to hear. What studio was that? What studio? We went into um, Sonic Youth Studio in Hoboken. Yeah, great. Well, you had Steve Shelley on drums and uh, quite a rhythm section because on bass, Joe Bouchard from the Blue Oyster Never in a million years did I think I'd be playing with Joe Bouchard. And what an amazing musician, as you know. Yeah, and great cat. And what a wonderful man. Yeah. Truly, truly one of the great people I've met in my lifetime. So down to earth and nice and with just brilliant ideas and the studios coming at you left and right. Yeah, so how did these t- these tunes, would you bring in some words? I mean, how did you put these tunes together? Yeah, I gave Don a whole stack of words. Okay. Um, I give him lyrics all the time. And and he gives me lyrics too, but he I, I seems to think that he likes my lyrics. So he kind of picked and choose, and out of maybe the 50 songs that I gave him, he whittled them down to 24. Okay. And then how did the music get set to these words? Uh, We went into the studio. We didn't rehearse at all. It was all live. It was all primarily one take, Uh, sometimes two or three that Don would mess with and perhaps put different takes together for different parts of the songs. But it was really me conveying to them kind of what I wanted to hear, what was in my head. And it was so amazing to hear it come to life. You know you know how that goes. You know what sure. I mean? How it just it just came to life. I mean, they're all pros. Uh, Gary Lucas, absolutely amazing. I'd played with Lucas before. He played on uh, the last Captain Beefheart album. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, I... Um, I did a John Zorn. I conducted a John Zorn piece called Cobra at uh, the Knitting Factory when it used to be over on Houston Street, the old one. Yeah, and I, saw, I, needed... I saw William Parker there do a testimony. Oh, wow. Testimony. I think I did, too. I think, actually. It was, was it really sweaty? It was a thirsty. Yeah, took me. I think it was so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We might have been both there at the same time, Kim. I think so. Oh, what about so. this name, Plum Plum? What, what about? What, I didn't hear you, Mike. What about this name, Plum Plum? Well, I had written a song called Plum Plum, and we recorded the song Plum Plum, and I really, really liked it a lot. 
Don hated it. He said, no, this is not going on the record. And as you know, there's a long tradition in rock and roll that if you write a song and it doesn't make the record, sometimes you name that record that. And that's exactly what we did. Not in, not to get back at Don, but I just thought it was catchy. You know, like Houses of the Holy. That was a song, right? Okay, yeah. So you're saying that the album's title is eponymous with the band's name. Yes. Okay, let's listen.
hit by a meteor She got hit when she was walking down the street Yeah, she got hit by a meteor
reach out in front And we'll spend the day together Pretending what we're not And we'll enjoy the weather Because it's sunny and it's hot So put away the sweater Claudine, let your hair hang I'll let your hair hang down What's on your mind, yeah? Claudine, Claudine, she kills me with her every step. She's feeling things we might regret. Claudine's the girl that said to me, See the things inside of me, remember what you always want. You'll be sure to tell me what's on your mind, yeah? What's on your mind, yeah? What's on your mind, yeah? Pedro Show, we start that chunk off with She Got Hit. Plum Plum, what's that about? She Got Hit, <clears throat> I, I wrote just a million different verses for She Got Hit, She Got Hit, She Got Hit, She Got Hit. Um, Don Fleming and I, and this has been pointed out in some other interviews that I've done, Don Fleming and I, I don't know if you know it, Mike, but we, I, would, I helped him archive the Lou Reed estate. And it was a real honor doing that for Laurie Anderson. I was in charge of the paper, actually, uh, documents, posters, that kind of thing, because I have a background in printing, having worked at Ross Ellis and printed many, many, many of your records there, as a matter of fact. Um, and just by osmosis, I think, the song ended up being a real tribute to Lou. Would you agree? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind a, of the whaler for the album, too, in a way. It's a real New York song. It's the longest song on the record. Yeah. And I think Don probably worked the hardest on it of all. Okay, then we heard Godzilla Snacks with Painted Eyelids. The Healers with vocals by Sarange in Heaven. Mind Jail, brand new band, brand new song, Slip Away. And finally, Plum Plum. Claudine. What's Claudine about? Claudine was a song that I actually <clears throat> wrote for a Broadway musical uh, that I was writing with Andrew W.K. You know Andrew? 
I don't know him personally, but he likes to party, right? Yes, he does. He likes he just he likes to party hard. And we had this idea of um, uh, writing a show together, a real Bernadette Peters uh, Broadway <laughs> show. And that was one of the songs that we wrote for the show. And we never ended up doing the show, unfortunately, for some reason. And I thought it was such a good song that it should see the light of day and ended up on the record. What was the plot of that musical? The plot of that musical was... A young girl of 14 years old goes up into her attic and she opens up a box mic and finds a beard. She puts on the beard and she becomes Abraham Lincoln. Whoa. And of course, since she became Abraham Lincoln, there's a lot of things going on there. I mean, you know, he's married to Mary Todd Lincoln, you know, number number one. Some log cabin action. You know, like when you get shot in the back of the head like Lincoln did, you know, like, uh, you know, it's not pleasant. And they had to take the beard off and put it, you know, the surgeon who was actually graduated from Bellevue Hospital here in New York, you know, who might have screwed up. I heard it was dirty fingers. He stuck his finger into the hole. Right. You heard that story? That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. You know, that theater, that theater was shared an alley with the. 930 Club when it was on F Street. That's right. That's Here, right. I got to tell you, it's the end of the second hour, August 9th, 2017 edition. Watch from Pedro Show. Special guest, Kim Rancourt. Hold tight for hour three. August 9th, 2017. It's the third hour of the Watch from Pedro Show. Get down. Dies. Shining in the ocean, shining in the ocean, waiting for me. Three dives. Yeah, barely can you see them. They're sitting in the ocean. Yeah, waiting for me. Three dives. Yeah, I'm happy just to see them. Sitting in the ocean. Yeah, waiting. No end. I know end. Sinking down three times. Had a wake in the ocean. Yeah, the wake in the ocean, honey, waiting for me. Three times. Yeah, just sitting there like angels. Looking for a witness Yeah, waiting for me When no end Yeah, no end I'm sinking Sinking down To three dimes
sul divano di Gianni e Take One. Eh, questo pezzo parla di un divano Affanculo. verde puzzolente. E viene da stare via. Coglione. Sul divano di Gianni.
same time Circle's gotta go show we started the third off hour off with three dimes from plum plum three dimes tell us about it kim well every sunday morning much like the song on my record walk in the trash line i actually go out to coney island very early in the morning like you i'm blessed to be near an ocean and i take full advantage of that and I, I walk the trash line, see if anything has floated up, especially after a big storm. And I looked down in the water, Mike, and there were three dimes on the water shore. So that's how I kind of came up with the idea. You want, you want to know my uh, p- policy for a change on the deck? I do. I only pick them up if they're heads up. <laughs> and you know why? Why? That should work out to about 50%, right? Yes. So that means I ain't bogarting. That's that's very good. I like that idea. Okay. I may may have to follow that philosophy myself. Okay. Um, 
Bronx after that, the Bronx from Osaka with Piss Poor Pop, Super Freak. And here, here's some. Uh, I was just at a wedding in Italy, in the heel part, uh, mm. Montabano near Bari, mm. where the real uh, mozzarella comes. And it was a great, beautiful thing. I, I got to play uh, Stooges songs with the bride and the groom, and then for the bride and the groom, wow. a bunch of cats. Yeah, they brought me over there. Uh, and great, great label called Lepers, L-E-P-E-R-S dot I-T, for Italy probably. You go there, you can see the releases. These guys have been doing do-it-yourself do it music for uh, over 10 years. And uh, the cat, uh, Giuseppe, known as Super Freak, and Alessa getting um, married. So I got to be part of it. And, you know, they have huge chows there. <laughs> Oh, wow. it, this this wedding was like nine hours uh, and uh, oh, maybe really? 20 plates of chow. Oh, yeah. Like it was we a got good time. It. So we had Super Freak with Ball is Mine, Frog Women, who uh, ended up playing the drum. For some reason, he calls himself plural. And I'll scream before I die. Arabia Sadada, Sadade with Gande Seceso verso karaoke. Um Here's another alter ego, Gemashio Fulbio, Sol Divano di Gianni, and then Satari with On the Road. And then finally, another Plum Plum from the album, the eponymous album. Circle's Gotta Go. What's that about? Well, I tell you, Mike, I'm a big R. Buckmaster Fuller fan. Bucky Fuller. I, I loved him in college. I, I studied him in college. And I love the fact that he was trying to change America's mind about do we have to have uh, a square block with square houses with square windows? Why can't we have geodesic domes sure, or sure. Round, round homes on round streets with round windows? Yeah. So that's kind of a my... Portholes. Portholes, that's right. It's my, kind of my take on uh, America telling us that we can't do that, that that we have to keep sticking with the plan, that we still have to have those square blocks with square uh, homes with square windows and not portals. So the circle has the circle has to go. Which All brings us to this next song I'm going to play from you guys called Arkansas is Burning. That ended up being kind of our protest song, even though it was written two years before the madness that's going on now in the world. Uh, yeah, that's what I can say about my that. My pop, uh, Dick Watt, my father, his uh, grandfather was from a town called Earl in Arkansas, just uh, west of Memphis over the river. Let's listen to it. I drink from the hollow tree, and now the leaves are inside of me. The sacred tree inside of me. I eat from the sour ground. And now it's dirt, it's inside of me. That holy ground, inside of me. Now I hear it, 
definite name. Well, a shot of after speaking of me.
of Laredo Hogyha megcsináljuk úgy, hogy, hogy 
Ja, 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 tehát hogy olyan értemben jó, csak jó is rá, amit mondasz, csak valahogy, tehát hogy igen, innen kell valahova elindulni valahova. Tehát nem lehet minden ilyen zen, 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 vagy lehet? Persze lehet. Csak így van. The bugger in the shorts, please, fuck my wife. Jó. Megy az Odyssey-i. Odyssey-i. Megy a tudsz. Ha megnyitod, Léci, ott van. Szerintem abban van pár hogy Ha van, akkor a zene, akkor van egy saját zene. Ez még vesz egyébként? Csak azért, mert ez még megy? Ja, jó. Akkor stop. Kis négyzet? Kis négyzettel basszom le? Thank you.
Lie down for me in heaven. Close the door at the top of the stairs. Pray that we will find salvation and forget all our earthly cares. I say a prayer and don't forsake me. Or by the things we do and say, leave your light on for me. To say your prayers for the coming day. Save your tears and close your eyes and thank your lucky stars. Shine a light so that we might see. You left me yesterday for the last time on that hill we call Cavalry. You know you might be first, but I'm right behind you. When I come, I'll crawl on my knees, reunited with our holy Savior. 
For Pedro Show, beginning of that last chunk of music for this edition, Arkansas's Burning from Plum Plum, then Layman with White Lie, Antonio Ramirez and Marco Sarato Borja Diaz with uh, Sai Conata, then Titpui, <laughs> that's a name for a band, T I T P W E, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Streets of Laredo. <laughs> of course, who else would do that song? One time, John Cale sang me that song. Like a command really? performance. Yeah, just me and him. Uh, yeah, I, should. I love okay, that. I'll tell you the story real quick. A Minutemen were opening up for him in Long Beach, and he, he was just playing solo piano. He said he was going to move his piano, like looking for a fight. And we said we would be very honored to share that stage with his piano. He said, You would? And then he looks at Dee Boone and starts laughing because Dee Boone's wearing these giant shorts that have no pockets. And he says, why no pockets? It's so you don't have to feel the weight of the heavy coin. So, you know, Dee Boone laughs and him and George go, to, go off to chow and it's just me and John Cale in the pad. And he told me, sit down, boy, you know, at the edge of the stage. So I sit down and he gets on the piano and he sang me Streets of Laredo, look at me right in the face, the whole song. Wow. Yeah, it made me cry. It was intense. Wow. Then we amazing. had um, Moore's Theory, probably not Thurston's, but uh, Infinitesimal Relativity from David Gerard out there in Massachusetts. And finally, Leave Your Light On from Plum Plum. I thought Leave Your Light On would be a good uh, final song for the show. And it was a good final song for the album. Because, uh, yeah, there's a Cream song on Pendulum, which I call the last one because Mardi Gras is so terrible, except for Sweet Hitchhiker. Yeah. But, yeah. Out a candle in the window. You know. I actually, wrote, I actually wrote that song, Leave Your Light, for Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. 
Wow. And we're, we're, we're still hoping that we can get it to her and that she can record it. It's a long shot. I know I'm, she has a lot of people working for her, if you know what I mean. It's very, very difficult to even get her tunes, unlike in the old days where you probably could. But I'm trying. No, but I got told a story when I was just telling you I was in Memphis a month ago. Yeah. The Christmas record with Tav Falco. I was told a story about Elvis Presley saying, hey, Dolly. I'll record one of your songs, but you got to give me writing credit. And she said no. <laughs> when she was young. She's wow. tough and Look, cool. What's next for you, Kim? Next for me. Um, maybe doing a little bit of a touring, possibly. I know we're uh, all over the place. Gary Lucas is all over Europe. And, you know, Steve Shelley. Sure, everywhere. so coordination is tough. What about, is, where can people find you on the Internet? Where can they find me on the internet? Uh, we, well, we have, they can go to New York Tiny Tours. That's my touring company that I have. So um, that's N-E-W-Y-O-R-K-T-I-N-Y-T-O-U-R-S.com? That is correct. And, of course, I'm, I'm everywhere else that I need to be. Kim Rancourt at, at Yahoo.com. Uh, the record is all over being sold, you know, on every single internet site. Uh, and, uh, and what label yeah. is it? Uh, it's a label that Don and I just put together called Clown Heroes. Yeah, great. <clears throat> love, Jack, I love what? Don Flevin. That what a great oh, co-conspirator you got. Look, Kim, if a younger yeah, person, if a younger person asked you for some advice about this racket, what would you tell them? Uh, get somebody, if you're planning to record a record, get somebody good to master it. And I think you have to agree with that. And we were so lucky to have Greg Colby do that. Um, persevere. Uh, uh, do whatever you want. Don't listen to anybody. Let the do freak flag fly? Huh? Let the freak flag fly? Absolutely. Let it go. Let it go. Don't don't take anybody's opinion. Just just think about it and find a good producer, which, you know, I have Don. I'm so it's so great I have him. I wouldn't have anybody else probably produce my my music. He knows what's in my head because we do so many other things together as well. Uh, archiving and hanging out. Um, find that good producer and find that good master. I know you know Greg Colby. I actually, I believe, uh, with Steve Shelley, when you were releasing some of those Dose records and stuff, I was, believe it or not, responsible of getting Steve over to to Greg. And Greg has mastered everything from, you know, Patti Smith's first record to Born to Run. So I think that's very important, don't you, with the final product? Great advice from you, Kim. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And I thank you so much, Mike. We got to get you out to Coney Island. I promise I'll play there. And I love the snap of the skin on the Nathan dogs. Nothing like that snap. Now, it's been the August 9th, 2017 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest Kim Rancourt. People, keep your powder dry. <laughs>